This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Mark Willard, and this is Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile, an official San Francisco Giants podcast. In season one, we looked back at some of the most iconic moments in franchise history. Now, it's time to focus on the present and future. We'll cover memorable wins and the off-field moments, interests, and personalities of the 2021 Giants team and staff. Join us for season two of Inside Giant Moments, now. Here's the Giants version of the Christmas tree in the corner of the living room. Every year, you look up, and there he is. Ron Wotus, who's been with the San Francisco Giants organization for 24 years, has announced he's hanging them up at the end of the year. It's been a magical run, spanning multiple managerial regimes and multiple World Series rings. With the recent clinching of another playoff appearance, I sat down with Wotus to talk about how the 2021 Giants compare with some of the other great teams in Giants past and how he'll look back on his remarkable career. Here you are, headed to the playoffs yet again. What does it mean to you as you wrap up your Giants career to get one more shot? Well, it means everything. I mean, I think everybody would want to go out uh, on a high note, you know, opposed to uh, getting run out um, on a low note, (laughs) which (laughs) happens in sports quite a bit. Um, But, no, to be with the Giants as long as I've had and the success that we've had, um, I am so grateful and uh, excited about another playoff run uh clinching you know last night or two nights ago i should say yep and uh we got we got a lot ahead of us we got a lot of games left uh we don't want to put the cart before the course a uh, horse and uh but we but we need to continue to play well and, and beat the dodgers uh for the division that's number one buster said something interesting earlier this week about this being the best regular season or best regular season team he's been a part of in your mind how has this regular season experience uh, been for you and, and when you compare it to the the playoff teams of the past well i think he's dead on um this is the best regular season team we've had uh from day one and until till where we're at right now i mean we've never had this kind of record even in 20, 10 12 14 um you know we've had some good years but uh brian sabian made some big deals at the trading deadline to really put us over the hump in a lot of those years uh 10 we were dominant with the pitching but struggled offensively um as a couple of examples so uh this year for sure i mean our offense has been running on all cylinders from day one we've been able to sustain injuries probably better than any club that than i've been a part of and our pitching has been dominant as well um you know, and even now with the lack of starters, um, the bullpen has really picked up the slack. So, you know, the bottom line is we have a lot of depth, and I think that's the thing that really stands out to me. We have a lot of quality players, and that depth has really uh, helped us be the best team in baseball up until this point. 
you guys have known for a while that this was headed for at least a wild card. Maybe you don't allow that thought in, but the numbers have made it obvious for a number of weeks. But but now it's a reality. Uh, did you take a moment this week to reflect on, on the season at all? Well, it's um, you know I, I did more reflecting, honestly. Of uh, you know, here we go again. Um, we're in the yeah. playoffs, and um, you know, I kind of sat back and watched the, the players enjoy it um, because it is a little bit odd. Um, you always celebrate, and if the players want to celebrate, we should celebrate because it's not that easy to get in. But I think all of us, in the back of our minds, are you know wanting to win the division. We don't want to be in a one-game playoff. Um, but again, you do take those moments, you do reflect and, you know, I, I sat back a little bit. Sure. I, I had a little champagne and got after it a little bit, but you know, I, I did sit back and kind of soak it in a little bit more watching the players, watching the celebration and was just really happy for everybody. You've always been such a good clubhouse presence and, and this year's team especially seems like it's full of them. Um, in your view, uh, just in a general sense, what, what's the key to a good clubhouse in baseball? Well, I think first and foremost, winning goes a long way in a good clubhouse. I mean, yeah. you don't hear about good clubhouses when the team is losing. And um, I think you need veteran leadership, obviously. I think that goes an awful long way. You want, you want your, your veterans that play the game right, aren't afraid to, uh, to lead is important. And I also think that you have some young guys that bring energy and personality. Um, you know, I think every good club that we've been on, you know, the players had personality. Um, they all got along. And I think winning uh, contributes to that because players are allowed to be themselves confidently. I mean, I look at some of the guys now, like what Belt is doing and, you know, the captain with the C, and and uh, he probably wouldn't have done that a few years ago. But he's having a good year. Uh, they, they, all, they all respect one another. They all feel good about each other. And they're able to be themselves because we're winning. And uh, that, that brings confidence, and, and these guys are, are, are really a confident group right now. You know, you mentioned the belt thing. Is stuff like that pretty organic, or, or do you think that was, at least to a certain degree, a veteran saying, hey, you know, you know what, some, some levity as we get into a stressful month might be a good thing? No, I think it's organic. You know, guys are always looking to mess around with one another. And, you know, guys have their conversations. And, you know, he calls himself the captain and daddy. And it's all in fun. It's just kind of your stick in the clubhouse with your teammates. Um, you know, we all have it. And those things make you smile. And, and that, that's what makes the environment so positive and fun. And, and so you want to be around it. And, uh, you know, when you're winning, it gets better. Because when you're losing – you know, those things, uh, they don't ring as loud as they do as when you're winning. And when you're winning, you're confident, you're feeling good, and uh, those moments are fantastic. Ron, there are voices, I'll admit, most of them outside of the Bay Area. Um, however, there are baseball voices that have stated, I'm not sure if this team is built for October. Good in the regular season, are they built for October? I wonder in your mind, what was the key to the postseason success the team has had in the past, and do you feel like this team has it too? Well, you know, I heard someone talking the other day, I think it was Sean Estes, they were asking him about, you know, could this team beat the 10, 12, or 14 team? And, you know, the bottom line is sports. Anybody can beat anybody. 
Um, you have to go out there and execute and play. And I know it's good for talk radio to compare clubs and which team is better. But, you know, the proof is going to be um, how we perform and how we play. And, um, you know, I think one thing that we've always been confident with, and I mentioned the 2010 team, is when you go into the playoffs, um, if you have three stud starting pitches, pitchers, it's going to be a lot easier for you. And if you have a a shutdown bullpen and win the game you're supposed to win and a shutdown closer, it's going to be a lot easier for you. Now, um, do we stack up with some of the other clubs? Maybe not. But you know what? We've been the best team in baseball up to this point, and I expect uh, we'll we'll give a good performance in the playoffs as well. So we'll let it play out. I believe in our guys. I believe in the people we've had. And I mean, how could you doubt them after what we've done this year? Yeah, no, no, no joke. When you look at this uh, at this record, I also wonder about the celebration earlier this week, and 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 as you as you watched it and, and experienced it, did you notice anything in terms of the way this team handles success versus the other teams we've referenced in the past? With the Giants have handled success, are there any differences there? Well, that's a great question, Mark. Because I think that I think times have changed so much. Um, you know, the telephones in the clubhouse, uh, the, the Instagram, the, the social media. There's so many differences, even in the past four or five years, that these things are such commonplace in a clubhouse. And if you go back to 10, they were, they were kind of non-existent. And one big example was, I think, all year long and probably the last four years or so, you know, we win a regular season game. You come into the clubhouse and it's a party. The music is blasting. There's all kinds of stuff going on and you're celebrating every win. And, you know, years ago, it wasn't like that. You came in the clubhouse. It was just another day. You won the game. You shook hands, and that was it. So I think there's a lot more celebrating today. There's a lot more personality. Uh, There's a lot more uh, fun stuff going on in that regard with the team, and the guys really enjoy it. All right, so speaking of those celebrations, and and you touched on this a little bit earlier, uh, but what do coaches do during that celebration? What were you doing? I, for some reason, I'm not feeling like you had goggles on. Did you? Yeah, I put them on, but they're too big. I got a pinhead. I could <laughs> barely strap them on my head. And I went in there, and I got, I got hit with the champagne, and it still, it still went down the goggles and into my eyes, and you can't see. So you take the things, and you throw them in the corner. Um, <laughs> I never felt good about the goggles. Just take it, right? It burns. Just take, <laughs> take the champagne, and and that's part of it. Uh, you know what's amazing, also, and I guess I shouldn't have been surprised because this team continues to achieve so many things throughout the year. But I sort of was thinking about this the other night. I'm like, I don't know when you when you finish up work and something happens that's that's worthy of celebration and, and and people are spraying alcohol all over one another i feel like you're not going to be at your best the next day at work you guys came back and looked amazing and so uh, how, how does everybody do that well i, I think it, i think it was tempered a little bit not, not the celebration point but i think the uh the, the drinking all night long look I, I remember when we won the division you know, I had the cigar, and I didn't just celebrate for an hour and go home. We were there for hours, right? And, and um, you know, soaking in the moment. But I think everybody in that clubhouse knows this is just step one. Um, we had our celebration, which was fantastic. It, it wasn't overboard or it didn't last lo- way into the night. Now, if we clinch the division 
and we got three or four games left or whatever it is and we don't have a big game the next day, you may see a little bit uh, longer <laughs> celebration and you may see that hangover. But I, I will say this too, Mark, I should have mentioned about this club. We are so deep and have so much depth and that's been a, a big part of our success is uh, you could probably give a few veterans a day off after that celebration and just like the season, these other guys step in and we got a, a quality player and we go out and we still win. That's been the most incredible thing, if you ask me, sort of on two levels with this team, which is, A, uh, there'll be injuries, stuff happens, but you, you can't tell. The, the team looks as consistent. They look the same. And then the other part of it, uh, Ron, is the, is the buy-in uh, from everybody, seemingly maybe taking lesser roles than they could have elsewhere and being okay with it. You're exactly right. Th- those are two two uh, two marks of, of a good, very good club. Um, you know, years ago, you lose one of your better players and, and you struggle. And you see teams around the league doing that. And Farhan did a great job with the depth, and that's been an eye-opener for me. I mean, you know, our, our starters were our starters in the past, and our bench, you know, there was really a drop-off when you had injuries. Well, to your point, not not this year. And I think the buy-in is something also is a mark of a championship team. You know, Cap has done a great job creating the culture he wanted. We're in our second year, the tail end of the second year of of really changing, you know, heavier into the analytics and, you know, the right-left matchups. And there's always pushback at the beginning of that. Um, But we've been able to weather the storm. Uh, stay the course and the guys are seeing the success they're having success and everybody's bought in so you're right you know a winning team needs to be unselfish and these guys are certainly unselfish okay quick pause to tell you about our sponsor t-mobile one of our favorite partners because of how relevant they are to giants fans because you're never far from mccovey cove when you've got america's largest and fastest 5g network in other words T-Mobile is your ticket to the game, whether you're home or away. The Giants are big league. Why don't you come on up and join them? Switch to T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Fastest 5G by Open Signal Awards based on average speeds in USA 5G Experience Report January 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And now back to Inside Giant Moments. You know, you're talking about how things have, have evolved uh, during your your tenure with the Giants uh, in, in major ways. How have you had to evolve in your role to stay up with that? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, well, probably the easiest way I've evolved is I lost a lot of responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I used to do everything that Kai does. I was responsible for the infielders, the schedules, you know, everything. And and um, I've kind of taken a little lesser role and, and maybe a little bit more of a, a, a mentoring role or speak my mind role, which, which has been great. You know, I do the running game and I also coach third base. I help Kai with, with the infield. You know, I help the other coaches with the bunning. Uh, Antoine with base running. We talk a lot. So it's been kind of nice. It's a lot easier to just, uh, you know, help without being fully responsible for it. Now, so so that's been easier in, in many, many ways. And also, I said this in one of the other shows, I've always liked to be around coaches that you learn from. And, you know, I've learned a lot about the analytics and I've, I've seen some of the benefits of the analytics, no question about it, which I didn't see coming, to be honest with you. Mm. So it's been an eye opener to me and it's fun to talk to the other coaches 
and learn about their beliefs. And, you know, sometimes we debate it. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we all go out on the same page. So that's that's been eye-opening as well. So let's talk about your, your situation a little bit more then. For, for those who did not hear your answer a few weeks ago when the announcement came down, what, why did you decide to walk away now? Well, this is something that just didn't, this didn't happen. I think, um, you know, in my mind, there was, there was a couple times, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be back when, when cap was the manager. I, I had calls from New York that I, I was, uh, um, in a good position to be the bench coach there. If I wanted, uh, David Ross called in Chicago and you start thinking about, you know, your life and, and what you've done. Look, my poor wife's been through the minor leagues twice, once with me as a player and then once as a minor league manager to get to the big leagues. I love what I do. Um, but, you know, it, you start thinking about those things. And um, it's just time for me. Um, you know, I love the game. I'm going to miss it immensely. I've been getting very emotional uh, on, you know, on the field when things happen and, and the memories come flooding back. But I just think it's the right thing for me and my family at this point in my career. And uh, I'm looking forward to a new beginning and a new chapter with the Giants. So, you know, all good things come to an end. Um, and uh, I, I kind of wanted to let it go be known now because I knew I was leaving. Some people knew that's how I felt, and I, I didn't want it to leak out. And I'd rather not live a lie but be upfront and honest. Those next few hours, those next few days, what, what were they like after you made the announcement? Well, again, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful, you know, to Giants and ownership. And, you know, you've heard me mention the managers, the general managers, Brian Sabian, everybody. I just, I'm just really overwhelmed with, with gratitude on how fortunate I've been. And, uh, you know, the texts and the phone calls and, and, and all the people I heard from, from general managers, to, you know, to managers, ex-players, um, fellow coaches, uh, you know, the ex-players and stuff like that, that really touches you. Um, some of the things that, you know, people say to you and, uh, it just, it makes it harder to leave. Um, you you think you should stay on the field and continue (laughs) to do it. But at the same time, um, I, I couldn't ask for anything more. And any, anything stand out special, uh, special messages from special people that, uh, that you received? Well, I don't want to really single anybody out again. I think I think, Mark, that, you know, when you hear from players and, you know, what you meant to them and, and how you helped them or, uh, you know, that, that goes a long way because that's why we're in this business as coaches, you know, to help players, help them get better. And those are the things that really touch you. You're not done yet, but at this moment, what stands out right now when you look back on your entire career? What, what are some favorite moments? Well, um, probably like most people, you know, the first year I got to the big leagues uh, at Candlestick in 98 after managing in the minor leagues for seven seasons, you know, you got back to the major leagues. I was living at home and and working in the same city. That's special. Um, I think all the relationships I have here in San Francisco from ownership to, to people at the ballpark to you know, uh, you know, friends and family in the area. Um, just, ex- I feel extremely fortunate to have had my whole career with the San Francisco Giants. Um, I, I no way would I'd want to bounce around. I mean, it really is like family to me. And of course, all the winning we've done and all the great moments. Um, you know, this organization, not only the World Series, but they've had 
great individual moments. And you think back to Bonds and when he was breaking the home run record and, and some of the things that you get to witness, uh, you know, alongside a player. Uh, it's special. The no-hitters, the Matt Kane perfect game. You know, the list goes on and on. But I think all of us are such competitors. And, and, and when you set out in spring training and you put eight months into a season and you win the last game that you play – that's a feeling of peace that uh, it just overwhelms you. And, and those are, we've done it three times and, and that's something I'll have uh, in my heart the rest of my life. You know, you mentioned there that not bouncing around and sticking with the organization as long as you have. I wonder if you've had a moment to stop and sort of get introspective on that. What, what characteristic do you think is in you that has allowed you to survive so many managerial changes? Well, you know, I don't know if it's the characteristic in me or just people that supported me, like Brian Sabian. I mean, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been here 24 years. So I think, I think definitely in the early years, um, I have to credit him because uh, many general managers would have cleaned house and, and not asked the manager to keep somebody on staff. And then, of course, the managers, you know, uh, you know, Boach and Felipe, being well, you know, willing to keep you. And then I think as you go along and, and you're good at what you do, I think, uh, you know, there's appreciation for that. You have experience, you've had success. And I think everybody's looking for a coach uh, that can do that. Um, and you have to adapt. And I've been able to do that. Now, again, I think it's more about the people in your corner, uh, more so than me, that's given me that longevity. Well, I mean, we always talk about it in terms of managers keeping you, but there's also the other side, which is that you decided to stay. And I, I wonder if that was ever hard for you. Like uh, any employee, you get used to things a certain way when there's a boss and a tone that's been set, and then a new one comes in and, and does it very differently. That can that can be difficult. Huh? What, what kind of challenges did you experience there? Yeah, you know, that was an easy transition. You know, luckily for me and, 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 the, and the managers that came in, I mean, we went to the seventh game of the World Series with Dusty, and then Felipe comes in, and he was like, continue, do what you do. I kept all my responsibility that I had. I did the same thing, and the same thing when Boach came in. I kept all my responsibility and, and, and did it the same way. So it really was, uh, you know, working for Brian Sabian and then Bobby Evans, who was in the organization. It was just like family. I mean, this is what we did. It, was, it wasn't a big change. Now, the last change was, was much bigger, a new general manager, a, a new manager, kind of a, a new system, uh, and, a, and, a, and a bunch of new coaches. Uh, so this was probably the biggest adjustment for me. Um, as I think it was some of the veteran players that haven't been around this style. Um, but look where we're at now, and um, it's, it's been a tremendous run. That's a, that's a great way to put it, I, I'm sure. And, I don't, you know, fans are sort of insulated from this, but I, I'm sure for a while, just like fans were, people are looking at this new regime going, what on earth is going on here? Uh, was there a certain moment, be it last year, be it this year, where you felt like, it, it just clicked and everybody suddenly went, no, 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 this, this is a good thing. Yeah. I don't think there's a particular moment. I, I think, um, I think if you're, you know, a, a good at what you do and you have good vision and I think Farhan and cap, you know, it kept to their guns of what they believed in and it's a gradual change and you gradually win people over 
then you see the success, and then people start buying in. So I think it was more gradual, and um, I can tell you, uh, you know, the coaching staff has done a great job. I mean, how can how can the players be upset when most of them are having their, one of their best years offensively? <laughs> right. You know, pitchers pitchers are performing, and and like I said, when you're winning, you know, nobody wants to rock the boat. You're not you, you don't become selfish. You become selfish when you're losing and you're worried about your own situation, and you, you still get some of that, right? People are worried about their own situation. But it's much easier to be on board when you're winning and, and you're doing what we're doing. You still having as much fun now as, as you were 20, 25 years ago? Oh, I've I've um, I've uh, matured a little bit over the time, <laughs> but uh, it is still something that I love to do. I mean, you know, I, I'm going to miss the people. I'm going to miss the clubhouse. I'm definitely going to miss the competition, and I'm going to miss the energy from the fans. I mean, you just look back to this last Dodger series um, that we played in a packed house and big moments. And where do you get to do that in, in regular life to have that kind of energy and that excitement? And, you know, when you accomplish something with a group, um, it's always more special than doing something on your own. You think about going on a great vacation and you're by yourself and have no one to share it with. So, I'm very lucky that I've had, you know, a clubhouse full of people and coaches and friends and close friends to share things with. Uh, you were a middle infielder. I'd love to get your take on the career Brandon Crawford has put together and, and also what you can share with regard to what he did to put himself in position to have this year that he's having, which has raised so many eyebrows. Yeah, well, you know, from day one when he was drafted and talking to John Barr, they really liked him and, and saves and everybody. The only question was, you know, how much would he hit? And you've got to tip your cap to this guy. He's made adjustments offensively early in his career. And offensively, he probably made his biggest one with the new regime, you know, moving his hands away from the bo- his body, um, you know, trying to drive the ball more. And those things are really paid dividends for him. From for him, um, defensively, um, it doesn't surprise me what he's done. Um, he has always had uh, Gold Glove caliber ability on defense, and I think you know, I think this year, um, you know, not being on the field as much, getting more off days, he's completely healthy. Um, he battled an elbow, he battled a knee his last few years before the regime change. I think uh, he's in a great place. He's stronger. Uh, mentally, he's better. Like most veterans, you get smarter the longer you play. He knows how to prepare and not overwork now. And it's just all come together for him. Um, you know, he's the greatest shortstop, in my opinion. I hadn't seen them all that the Giants ever had. And he's got two more years here. And I am just so proud to see what he's done this season to get himself this extension because uh, – you know, both offensively and defensively, he's a hard guy not to have on the field. And the last thing, I know I'm going on and on, but he's a special player and a special person to me, is all the years that, you know, I was there with Boach and we were winning, I never wanted him off the field. He could be 0 for 20, but his presence in the infield, uh, holding that thing together and the trust I had in him that he would do and be in the right spot and take charge, um, is is the thing that that really really stands out to me. Yeah, I think all well well said. Um, big milestone for you a few weeks ago. What did two thousand wins mean to you? 
You know, it was more more like a number mark. I mean, I never really thought about, you know, how many wins you have as a coach. I don't know if many other people have as well. You, obviously, the managers. Uh, I think it was another moment that just humbled me uh, to be grateful uh, to the people that have allowed me to stay here and uh, and coach. And see, I'm getting a little emotional right now thinking about it's more about the other people that they've given me the opportunity and, um, you know, like I said, that's from ownership on down to general managers and managers because it's about longevity. And um, in this in this professional business, you could do a great job and, and you could still be out of the job the next year if the team doesn't win. Ron, this is a, a little bit of a difficult question to ask, I have to confess, but I think it's one that, that people really want to know because you have so many fans who have supported uh, your progress for so long in this organization. Are, are you at peace with the fact that you never got a chance to manage in the bigs? Yes, I am. You know, I did want to manage early in my career. Um, I wanted to manage badly. I came up as a manager, and, uh, you know, I felt like I would have done a, a fine job as a manager. I've watched many, many people who didn't have the experience I have or get the opportunity to manage and uh, there was a time I was, you know, shaking my head and, uh, you know, it bothered me. I wanted to do it, but it's been years now. I am so at peace with uh, not having that opportunity because my life has been so full to have the career I've had with the Giants and to do it at home where I have spent more time with my family and my wife um, much better off than if we were bouncing around the country uh, year to year, just holding down the job. So very much at peace with that. Uh, in expressing a lot of emotions today, I, I wonder what you think your emotions will be as you start the playoff run this year. Well, you know, I think in the moment I'll be focused, obviously, on, on the task at hand. But I'm sure there'll be moments, quiet moments, where something will happen or after the games or whatever that, uh, you know, sometimes emotions, they just, they just sneak up on you and you don't know why. Um, but I'm sure I'll have my moments. But really, I'm really looking forward to uh, the playoff run. As I said, I'm, I'm really looking forward to these last 18 games because we really need to win the division. I mean, none of us want to get in a, a one-game playoff, although we're pretty good at it. Or we yeah. have been pretty good at it <laughs> over the years. But uh, let's take the best of five if we can. Yeah, sounds good. And, uh, Ron, in this conversation and, and others as well, uh, you've thanked the organization and the fans so many times. Uh, let me take the opportunity to speak on behalf of all of them and thank you. Thank you for all that you've put into this organization over the years, and thank you for, for spending this time with me today. Real, real treat to talk to you. Mark, thank you. I listen to you. You do a great job. Keep up the good work, and it was really good being with you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ron. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile. Don't forget to give us a rating and a review, and share this episode with your friends and family. To make sure you never miss these exclusive conversations each week, subscribe and follow the Inside Giant Moments podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.